Rachel. And I'm Divya. And we're your hosts for today's episode of Mentorship Spotlight, where we help you get in the know about potential options and opportunities after undergrad. Today, we're talking with Mylin Nugan about the university guides that she's created through her page, Advice with Mai, and her experience figuring out what to do post-graduation. We'll start off with some icebreakers. So for that, we have a wheel that we're gonna spin and we'll ask you a question from whichever category it lands on. So let's give it a spin. Okay, our first question. Is cereal a soup? It is definitely not a soup. <laughs> it's its own category. <laughs> okay, that's fair enough. You know, I might disagree, but that's okay. Oh, you can't soup and Divya, what do you think it is? Uh, definitely not a soup. <laughs> that's so weird. Saying like you go to a restaurant and then they're like, do you want some soup? And they come out with cereal, kavod. That's never going to oh, happen. Oh, no. You got to define. Like, it's like sweet it's and savory. It's like two different tastes altogether. You know, you can actually have sweet soups. Um, I worked at a restaurant one time that had like a watermelon soup. That was like a, it was like a dessert soup. Yeah. Was it good? Um, it was, it was okay, I guess. Not really soup, but um, if you felt like watermelon soup, I feel like it'd be okay. Okay. <laughs> okay, and we'll go ahead and spin the wheel another time. And our next question is, what have you been doing to bust your quarantine boredom? Let's see, I tried using digital arts like Procreate using those online drawing, but I sucked. <laughs> I did not bake at all because I don't like baking. And then, yeah, I started adding a lot more content to my blog, which I'm excited to talk about later on. How about you guys? Uh, me personally, I've actually been driving a lot, not anywhere like breaking any COVID rules, but I've been driving a lot. That's been one thing I've been doing. I've been working. So that's, that's something that's interesting. Damn. I've also mainly been working. I've been on two different co-op terms. One was May till August, one was September to December. So just been doing that. Work from home during the day, always fun. And then outside of work, I guess I've been trying to do some exercise, get outside, also baking, you know, really basic quarantine hobbies, but I feel like they're <laughs> enjoyable. So yeah. That's awesome. All right, so let's get started with some of our questions. The, the first one to ask is, can you tell us a bit about your page, um, Advice with Mai, and the 12 university guides that you've created? Yeah, for sure. So actually, Advice with Mai was called Relation Innovator like two years ago. And essentially, I just wanted to create content versus consuming content. But now... I migrated from that name. It's called Advice with Mai, and it's more like a lifestyle blog. So I write more educational content about relationship, self-care tips, just to like my hope. And what I really want is to create valuable content. So through that, I've learned like SEO, backlinking, all those important things. Um, but then what happened was two years ago, I created the university guide just for Waterloo because that's where I graduated from. And just a way, it was like a quick infographic to show just what I, what I know about the university, you know, resources and all that. And then I realized like, oh, the pandemic's here. I can just research a bunch of resources online. And then I just created like over 12 guides. So that was like, 
entrepreneurs all based in Canada. Um, so each guide has all the links to important academic resources on campus, free food location, where to get cheap textbooks, housing information, transportation, literally everything that can just help a student be successful from like day one. Yeah, that's a little bit about my guides and my website. <laughs> And you know what, I have to say, Divya and I both took a look at your site before this podcast, and it is so comprehensive. We love it. Even if you don't want to look at it for the university guides, you should definitely go and check it out for the lifestyle advice. There are so many different things that I feel could be useful to really anyone. So definitely check out her website after listening. Thank you Um, so much. I have a bit of a follow-up question. What was your inspiration for creating these guides and your advice with my page in general? Yeah, so they always say people don't like unsolicited advice, but I want to help people. So this is like a platform for me to kind of create content. And then if people passively want to learn from it, that's the hope. So essentially, I was the first one in my family to go to university. So it was like super stressful. I had no idea like even how to apply. When I applied, got into university, I had no idea how to study. Literally, I was a lost child. I was taking it day by day, essentially. And then it wasn't until like third year, fourth year that I realized like, oh my goodness, there's like career coaches, there's academic advisors, there's like ways you can get involved because that's going to build your portfolio, right? So I was just thinking like, why not just create this guide? Like, yes, it takes a lot of time to research, but at least it gives the student the opportunity to be aware of all the abundance of resources that are available on campus. So you're not like, too overwhelmed or at least you have like your four years to plan out and hopefully utilize like one or two things from the guides. Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something that's um, really mind-blowing. It's phenomenal what we saw on your page. I do want to ask though, have you thought about expanding to other categories for your page or your guides in general from what you have so far? Yeah, like I, I so far the guides just um, are more like resources, like important student resources that every student should know about. But now I'm focusing on more on creating articles on like study tips, exam tips, because I mean, being a full-time student is not an easy job. And if you're trying to find a job as well, and like balance your sanity, there's like so many different things that I can talk about. But yeah, I think my next goal is I want to create guides for America. So maybe like the Ivy League school, because that's the closest thing I'll ever get to like those schools and see there. Um, and yeah, like hopefully create maybe like a study kit and then like an online content. I'm not sure. But yeah, that's my vision for so far. Thank you so much for asking. That sounds great. Um, we definitely wish you the best if you decide to go in that route as well. And I love the initiative of the university guides in general. I think it's great to consolidate information in one place. You know, it's nice to kind of have one go-to website that you can go to for any different advice if you are intending on going to one particular school, maybe one that's included in your university guide. So everyone should definitely check it out. Yeah, Um, they're free. They're free to download, by the way. I mean, I, you literally just have to like, you could just download it and all the links are in that one PDF. Mm -hmm. So you definitely have lots of experience giving people advice about their university journeys. What do you think is lacking in the advice that's commonly given out that you would hear anywhere? Yeah, I think a lot of alumni or students, what they say is 
definitely get involved because like academics is not the only priority. But I think it's hard to just simply get involved or, or, or meet the right people and have that mindset. I think what's important or sometimes what we forget is like we first we have to tackle how to study, how to manage your time, how to stress manage. And so going to either like career coaches or there's like student success coaches on campus that are like free that can help you kind of evaluate if you are studying like efficiently, because sometimes we might be spending majority of our time just studying and we think that we're studying correctly, but then we get like a really bad mark. Um, so definitely from the get go or from the beginning, kind of having like a coach teach you how to study better in this specific faculty because that will definitely give you more time to be involved in your community and like be less stressed and like take care of your well-being. For sure. You know, one thing that I hear from a lot of people that I interview for podcasts or articles is that good advice is different for everyone. So something that works for me might not work for you and vice Mm -hmm. versa. Um, And I know that you've talked about how there are really resources everywhere at universities that you can take advantage of. How do you recommend people seek out relevant advice for themselves? You can go to the same academic advisor, but might not have a good connection with that first academic advisor. So I would just recommend like, don't give up, keep trying. You never know this one person just might explain the same concept that you've been hearing about a little differently and it just might resonate with you, right? Or it takes time to find someone that you're comfortable with to like confide in or get those advice. Um, So I think that if you do recognize that you are struggling or feeling not like happy with where you are, then definitely continue to like try the different methods, different techniques. I mean, it took me like all of my undergrad to really understand how to study. And it wasn't until like my final year did I learn how to study properly for my science courses. For sure. I think that's definitely advice that's well said. Even for me myself, I find that oftentimes finding the right advice is really difficult in such a large community of university students. So thank you so much for the advice. Definitely something that I think everyone should take note of. Moving on, we're going to be switching topics into career paths. So Mylenia had said about how you're changing career paths. So how did you decide that you wanted to switch paths? And also one of the things that I've noticed is oftentimes it's such a big change. There's so many emotions involved. So how did you cope with those emotions as well? Yeah, so just a little bit of a background story. So I went to University of Waterloo, and I studied biology. I was in the co-op program so that I was in school for five years. Um, And then essentially, when I applied, I really didn't have any interest in, in any other faculty. I just had like an interest in science. So now I graduated two years ago. So I worked in like pharmaceutical marketing. I'm in like patient support program right now. So that's more like drug reimbursement. But yeah, like, when you do have that thought, you would think that after university or after studying for so long, you would have it figured out. Or there's a lot of people that are like stressed about graduating. I didn't think about my career. I was only focused on studying. But now that I'm working, sometimes you kind of like look at your manager or your supervisor and you see where they are. And then you kind of have to ask yourself, like, is that where you want to be? Does that position excite you? Are you ecstatic? And I, I, I like told myself, like, I don't want to be there in like 20 years. Like, that's that's not something that excites me. My skills, I don't think I'm utilizing it. Um, so having those like reflective self-reflection, it's really tough. It's not easy. 
I mean, you see people doing well, you kind of compare yourself, you like have self doubt. And yeah, it's, it's definitely not easy. But I know what's I guess, like reassuring people change careers all the time, like 50 year olds, 40 year olds, 30 year olds. But when you're going through it, it's it's pretty tough because you're like evaluating, you have to put the time commitment. But don't give up, you just kind of will end up in the right path as long as you continue to do what you're interested in. But yeah, that's my journey as of so far. And I'm thinking of switching over to like digital marketing or working in the academia field. So I'm interested in both. Yeah, I guess switching topics a bit. Um, that's really great advice that you've given. Thanks for telling us about your journey. Um, how has career planning changed for you post-graduation versus during your undergrad? So during my undergrad, I know that on campus, there's a lot of career advisors and there's a lot of employee info sessions and like resume critiques and all that. So I definitely check those out. Um, but I wish I utilized that more during my undergrad because once you leave university, it's not free anymore and it's costly to get those services done. And so yeah, that's what one thing I recommend as a side note. But now that I'm working, I think right now I have a better direction of where I want to go because now you're actually working full time. You're in the force field, I guess, or in the field. And you kind of have a better understanding of what it actually is or what the roles you're doing specifically. Um, so because of that, I'm doing a lot more like online learning, self-learning, and you kind of have to learn because you have such limited time. If you're working nine to five, you only have a couple hours per day versus like when you're a student, you have the whole day to study. Um, so because of that, I definitely am a little bit smarter with my studying for my online learning to transition over to my career. But yeah, I wish I just utilize a lot more of my resources on campus when I was in school. Definitely, that is sound advice. And it segues into my next question. So you'd mentioned about using um, undergraduate opportunities that are there for you to uh, plan more about your career. But what else do you think uh, current undergraduate students can do to start career planning? Yeah, you may think that you have until like third year, fourth year to start doing your career planning. But just sometimes the hardest part is just starting, like having those hard conversations, kind of like pitching yourself professionally and connecting, like networking with your professors um, and all that. Like, I didn't know there's like an entrepreneur center at my university. So that would have all the skills that I would have learned or the people that I would have met, they have like that business mindset. And if I connected with them, you know, later on, it's like five years from now, maybe they would have remembered me, right? Like you're in it together. So definitely my advice would be trying to utilize it more, like going there as much as you can. Um, don't leave it till like fourth year. I know it's not a priority as of right now, but definitely checking out those employer like employee info sessions where the recruiters are actually on your campus who can give you very specific advice for your resume and for your career and that's so valuable because they're the people who have the power to hire you right um, so definitely checking that out I didn't check them out because I was like afraid I was afraid of like my skills I was afraid I didn't have enough experience and because of that I just didn't do it at all right and then now because of that it's harder for me to like apply for like bigger positions because there's so many applicants so at least if I created that connection with that um, recruiter maybe I would have had a better chance right so just trying to like put in a little effort now so I know it will help you a lot later on 
Um, but we may think that like academic and our studies is the most important, but it's like the people that you meet and the connections that you make. And that takes time to like foster. And it's not like easy because people can tell when you're not genuine enough. But yeah, those are my few like tidbits, but definitely everyone has their own experience and priorities. So you'll figure out eventually. I was going to say, I totally agree. Um, as someone who's doing a co-op program at the moment, um, networking and sort of getting my co-op opportunities has been such a huge part of my career development, particularly. So I think that if you can network as an undergrad, that's really such an underutilized tool. Like you need to be going to these networking events. You need to have a good resume always ready so you can just email it out after. Um, it's really like people say that it's important, but then you don't internalize it until you see how important it was for you getting your own opportunities. So like you really need to be doing this. I don't know if that made any sense, but that makes sense to me. <laughs> anyway, being in a co-op program during COVID-19 has also been really interesting for me. It's definitely a whole different field doing networking over Zoom versus in real life. I'm wondering, Mylan, do you have any tips for networking during COVID? Actually, what's really great, the fact that things were moved digitally is a lot more events are hosted virtually, right? So if let's just say you wanted to attend like a, a networking event that was in Toronto, you had to be there in person. But because like of the pandemic, it's all online. So that's a great opportunity. If you're home, you know, you have school, you have work, you have more time and to connect with people through that, you just have to find it. Um, that's, that's what happened for me. Like, I'm trying to meet people who are learning like web design or who are doing like social media and I'm able to like meet these people from Toronto because they're hosting their events online and I'm able to attend it it would not I would not be able to do that if I was working because I work full-time in Oakville I would never be able to like make it in time to like a Toronto event yeah I actually agree I think that for me networking has been a lot easier during COVID you can basically be sitting in a zoom chat and adding everyone on LinkedIn like as they're yeah. talking um, you can be sending links in the chat and just save the chat afterwards. It's really like a lot more accessible for different networking events. But in terms of uh, networking with coworkers and kind of finding those connections, I've found it to be more challenging because you're just meeting people over video call, emails. Like, how are you really expected to keep that connection for years down the line when you may need a reference? So I would just keep that in mind. But if you are interested in doing a networking session during COVID, I think you should definitely consider it. It's definitely a lot less daunting than the ones that have been in person before. Mm -hmm. All right, so I want to ask, are there any questions that you wanted to ask us or you want us to ask you or anything that we missed? I think what's really great about the mentorship spotlight is it's really probably you probably met so many people with different stories and advice or like their experience. And like, now that you have a podcast, I would love to know um, what's been like a memorable moment or any memorable conversations that you have had. That's a really great question. I don't have any specific moments in my mind right now, but I will say that interviewing different people for different articles and podcasts has been really beneficial for me. I know our articles are aimed at people who are in high school who are trying to get into university. And our podcast is now aimed at people who are in university trying to do postgraduate things. But regardless, the advice that has come up in both of those media have been really helpful for me. And it's been really interesting to, again, see how people's advice is so 
different from other people's and how different things work for different people, depending on program or whatever their goals are or just how they work in general. And I don't think that I realized that people were that different before I had actually interviewed people. So it's been really interesting for me. I've picked up a lot of different tips that I've used myself or that I can pass on to friends who maybe my tips don't work for. It's been a really great way to, I guess, round out my worldview a bit more. Definitely, I think I can agree with Rachel on that. The uh, interviews and the podcasts are like, they all have such different perspectives, even though it may seem like they're kind of talking about like the same overall experience. But I think one of the things that I learned recently, for me, I think it's more so the skills I've learned from this team, like being able to interview people for articles, even like this podcast experience, like being able to talk more freely without less like prompting it's it's something that I'm finding a little challenging so it's definitely some like skills that I'm building up and even just for this team itself finding people to write articles or do podcasts with to to be able to reach out to people like that I think it's it's a skill that uh the mentorship spot really helped me develop so in terms of memorable moments I feel like it's just every skill that you learn it's kind of like you're adding it to your toolbox I think that's like probably the greatest highlight from from this team for me. Awesome. That's so nice to hear. (laughs) Anyways, that brings us to the end of this episode on the Mentorship Spotlight. Thank you so much, Mylan, again, for being our guest. And we wish you all the best with your page advice with my and your switch from pharmaceutical patient support to digital marketing type experiences and overall in your future endeavors. Mylin, if our listeners would like to hear more from you, where can they find you? Yeah, thank you so much. It was such an amazing pleasure to like talk to you two and like learn from your experience and just like share my experience. But yeah, if you are interested, you can just go to my website, advicewithmy.com or find me on Instagram as well. But I'm more active on my website, so you can definitely find some, I hope, some insightful articles there. Absolutely. Thank you for joining us. And to our listeners... If you enjoyed this, make sure to check out more of our bi-weekly episodes where we'll be talking with people across different fields at various stages of their careers. You can find us on Spotify and at thementorshipspot.com where we publish lots of information about university and pathways once you leave. Thank you for listening and we'll see you in two weeks.